0: In this bulletin, a Senate committee told Indigenous women are eight times more likely to be murdered than non-Indigenous women. Australia backing Ukraine's claims of genocide in international court. And 38 people reported dead after a mass shooting in a Thailand preschool. The Senate committee has been told the murder rates for indigenous women are eight times higher than their non-indigenous counterparts. The data was shared during a hearings or a parliamentary inquiry into missing and murdered First Nations women and children. The committee is looking at the systems and circumstances that led to those deaths and disappearances, as well as reviewing current and historical practices used to investigate the murders. Victoria's First People's Assembly has pleaded with the state government not to change the indigenous name of a hospital in honour of the late Queen Elizabeth II. Premier Daniel Andrews has proposed renaming Marunda Hospital, Marunda being a word from the language of the Wurundjeri Waiwurrung people meaning throwing leaves. The Assembly has delivered a petition signed by more than 50,000 people in support of their request to leave the hospital's name unchanged. Treasurer Jim Chalmers says the government is not considering any increases to the Medicare levy in this month's federal budget. But he says the Commonwealth wants to work with the states and territories to ensure there's enough money to adequately fund their health systems. The ACT Chief Minister Andrew Barr has proposed a 1% boost to the Medicare levy for Australia's highest income earners. Mr Chalmers says it's not a measure the government is considering. We acknowledge that there are pressures on the health system. Uh, We have already announced additional funding, particularly around COVID, uh, and we've tried to be upfront with the Australian people about uh, some of this unavoidable and desirable spending in our health system or in other uh, important services that people rely on and value. Uh, Our job is to try and make sure that there's sufficient room in the budget to fund them adequately. Australia has filed a claim in the International Court of Justice in support of Ukraine's allegations against Russia. Foreign Minister Penny Wong says Australia is backing Ukraine's assertions that Russia has been violating the World Convention on the Prevention and Punishment of the Crime of Genocide in its invasion. She has also slammed Russia for the referendums it recently held in annexed territories, calling the ballots a sham. The minister's comments are likely to bolster Ukraine's hopes that Australia will lobby the international community to vote against Russia when the UN General Assembly meets next week to vote on a resolution relating to Moscow's annexation. President Volodymyr Zelensky called for Australia's support during a video address to the Lowy Institute think tank on Thursday night. The Prime Minister of Thailand has ordered authorities to fast track an investigation into a fatal attack at a rural child care centre, which has left at least 38 people dead. Police have already established that the gun used by the attacker was purchased illegally. PM Prayut Chan-o-cha has also ordered flags to fly at half-mast to honour the victims of the mass shooting and stabbing at Utai sawan a town 500 kilometres northeast of Bangkok. We will travel to the scene today to be briefed on the investigation and meet some of the families of the victims. Meanwhile, world leaders world leaders and ministers have also paid tribute. Australia's Education Minister Jason Clare has told Channel 7 the situation is horrific. Can you think of anything worse? Yeah. Um, you know, I guess every mum and dad packing bags today for their children to go off to care would be hugging them a lot tighter this morning. I got a phone call from my centre yesterday afternoon saying can you come and pick up your little one he's got a temperature and a runny nose Mm. that's the sort of call you want to get can you imagine those mums and dads in thailand and that phone call leaders from around 44 countries are gathering for the launch of a European political community aimed at advancing security and economic cooperation across the continent. The new political body, which was created by French President Emmanuel Macron, are meeting in the Czech capital with Russia's invasion of Ukraine and Europe's energy crisis topping the agenda. The summit will involve the 27 EU member countries with surrounding neighbours and aspiring partners and comes as pressure builds to accept war-torn Ukraine into the bloc. Belgian Prime Minister Alexander de Croix, who is among the leaders arriving at the meeting in Prague, says the summit is sending a clear message. If you just look at the attendance here, you, you see the importance. I mean, the whole European continent is here, except two countries, uh, Belarus and, uh, and Russia. So it shows how isolated those two countries are. China has successfully blocked a motion by, the, by members of the United Nations Human Rights Council to hold a debate about alleged human rights abuses in the country's Xinjiang region. The motion was put forward following the release of a UN report in August that found possible crimes against humanity were being committed in Western China. It is the second time in the Council's 16-year history that a motion has been rejected and is seen as a setback to both accountability efforts and the West's moral authority on human rights. China's ambassador to the UN, Cheng Zhu, has accused the world body of singling his country out. By tabling this draft decision, the United States and some other countries are trying to create a dangerous shortcut to introducing country specific issues to the Human Rights Council. Today, China is targeted. Tomorrow, any other developing country could be targeted. A Lebanese woman who held up a Beirut bank last month to retrieve her own savings has handed herself in to authorities after weeks on the run. Sally Hafiz has been banned from travelling for six months over the September 14 hold-up, which turned her into a folk hero in a country where hundreds of thousands of people have savings trapped in financial institutions. Lebanon's informal capital controls were put in place by banks in 2019 as the financial system imploded and never formalized by law. Leading depositors fed up with the arbitrary measures to take matters into their own hands. More than a dozen depositors have held up banks to access their own savings in the past month alone. The International Monetary Fund has again downgraded its growth forecast, warning that the risks of a global recession are increasing. The IMF is now projecting that the world's economy will grow by 3.2% this year and 2.9% next year. It estimates countries making up one third of the world economy will see at least two consecutive quarters of economic contraction this or next year, while seven countries with positive growth will experience recession-like conditions. IMF Managing Director Kristalina Georgieva says the COVID-19 pandemic, rising inflation, Russia's war with Ukraine and climate change are weakening global economies. We expect global output as a result of all this, to shrink between now and 2026 by $4 trillion. To give you a sense what is $4 trillion, this is the size of the German economy. Gone. And unfortunately, I am the natural optimist, but today I stand in front of you and I need to say more likely to get worse than to get better. And back home, Sydney will continue to be soaked in the coming days as the city faces its wettest year on record. Further, Further heavy rain is forecast across the east coast with an expected peak on Saturday, which State Emergency Services Minister Steph Cook has described as a danger day for Sydney. She says further rainfall, no matter how minor, is likely to exacerbate existing flooding circumstances. Our catchments are completely saturated, our soils, our landscapes are saturated, our dams are full, uh, our rivers, our channel systems are full to the brim. So any extra rainfall is likely to increase the risk of both riverine, uh, but more importantly with respect to this latest weather system, uh, increase the risk of flash flooding. And to sport, the head of the Anglican Church in Melbourne has criticised the Essendon Football Club for asking Andrew Thorburn to choose between leading his church or leading the club. Mr Thorburn resigned as chief executive after just one day in the job after it emerged a pastor at City on a Hill, a branch of the Anglican Church that he chairs, espoused divisive views on abortion and homosexuality in a 2013 sermon. Essendon says the views were in direct contradiction of its values as a club and the former chairman of the NAB could not serve in dual roles. The Anglican Archbishop of Melbourne, Philip Freer, says Mr Thorburn should not have had to make such a decision. I think it's not fair that people should have to choose between the practice of their religious beliefs and uh, their, their reasonable use of their abilities in other roles. I think that's not a fair choice they should make. And now having a look at the weather around the country Broome partly cloudy day, 30 degrees Perth partly cloudy, 20 Adelaide showers easing, 18 degrees Melbourne showers, 20 Hobart similar conditions, on, 21 Albury-Wodonga, cloudy, 17 Canberra showers, 18 degrees Wollongong, rain increasing, 21 Sydney showers, increasing, 22 Newcastle, much the same, 23 Brisbane partly cloudy, 25 Townsville partly cloudy, 29 Cairns possible shower, 31 Alice Springs partly cloudy, twenty nine. Darwin shower, two thirty four, and the Torres Strait Islands cloudy day ahead, and at a top of thirty one degrees. And that is NITV Radio News.